All right. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Christ Church, Church about lifting lives, elevating Christ. A church for those who aren't here yet. I'm Pastor Andrew. I'm glad you're here now. Thanks for joining us this morning as you are joining us either on site or you're joining us online. Good to be in worship with you. You just heard a moment ago that we are in week three already of a sermon series entitled Give Thanks. And it's a sermon series that fits in terms of our season. We have, of course, Thanksgiving Day coming up this week, right? You got big plans. Um, how many of you, I want to ask, how many of you have Christmas lights up already? Some of you will be putting them up during Thanksgiving. Yeah, a couple hands go up. Yeah, our neighborhood too. Uh, so hopefully, though, you're anticipating uh, giving thanks on Thanksgiving, a time of celebration. Maybe you do the turkey thing, a ham thing, a pizza thing. I don't know what you do, but hopefully Thanksgiving Day is a moment of joy and celebration in your household. But believe it or not, this sermon series, Give Thanks, was not originally crafted nor intended to coincide with Thanksgiving Day. It just so happened that that was the case. And so while we're grateful that it worked out this way, the reality is that we intended and we began to think about giving thanks and the sermon series called Give Thanks for a very specific reason. And the specific reason doesn't have to do with Thanksgiving Day. It's got to do with all the days that have come before. It's got to do with all the difficulties, the trials, and the challenges that have been laid out in our lives in the year of 2020. 2020 has been a challenging year. Whether it be publicly, the challenges we face together as a collective, a pandemic, a difficult political season, all the various challenges that have come with racial tensions and economy changes, all shared together, all tough. Not only that, but many of us have own personal realities that have sunk in during 2020, whether it be a diagnosis or a job change or a business loss or a friend or a family member being estranged from you. All of us have had challenges in the year 2020. And so, just to be frank, giving thanks has been, largely put, the last thing on our minds during this difficult season. During 2020, you don't see people lining up to give thanks for the great and wonderful 2020. For so many of us, we're looking forward to New Year's Day where it's like, yes, 2021, woohoo, full steam ahead, 2020 in the past, right? Because it's been hard. And so our, our time and our attention, when we think about where our hearts have been over the last year, for many of us, we have fallen out of the habit of giving thanks because we spent our time and our attention focused on those challenges, rightly so and understandably so. But that's actually one of the reasons why we're doing this series. We're going out of our way to examine ourselves. Where does our time, our attention, our focus and energy go? We've been paying attention to what gets our attention over the last few weeks. Because we don't want our time and our attention and our energy to go into the negative and the challenging things of 2020. But instead, we want to reorient ourselves around God. God's goodness, God's provision, God's blessing, even in 2020. For God's people to step back and, and focus our attention on who he is and what he's done and how he's been a blessing, even in 2020 as a part of our own lives. And so we've been more conscious in these last couple of weeks, trying to cultivate attitude of giving thanks. Ooh. Giving thanks for so many reasons and in so many ways. And so that's what we've been doing, is giving thanks by paying attention to who God is and what God has been up to. This led last week to the acknowledgement that one of the greatest places and greatest ways that we can be together giving thanks is by coming to church. 
Church is a place where we make it abundantly obvious, totally clear. God is good. And we revisit the stories of what he has done and how he has been active in our world and in our lives. We study the scriptures and we get to know Jesus Christ. And we remind ourselves of his life, death, and resurrection. And so in church, this is a chance. This is an opportunity to give thanks, to be appreciative, even in the midst of the difficulties, even in the midst of the struggles. Well, brings us to this week. This week we actually began to deal with it a little bit last week, but we're going to tease it out and examine it a little bit more this week. This week, and what it means to gather together in community and give thanks, has to do with what it looks like to share. What does it look like to be together? What does it look like to give thanks together? We give thanks every week here at Christ Church for who God is, and we do that together in worship. The reason this is so powerful, the reason this is so important, is because good news alone is just not quite as good as when we can share good news with those that we love and care about. There's been a lot of loneliness in the last year. A lot of loneliness, a lot of isolation. A lot of relationships going by the wayside as we try to navigate the challenges of 2020. We have felt estranged and distant from one another. While in many cases the practices that keep us healthy and keep us safe are good, right, we should continue to do those, please don't mishear me, we have to at least step back and acknowledge there's been a lot of loneliness as we have navigated this last year. Weddings have not been celebrated the way that we would have hoped. In moments where a wedding should be a great celebration, where you bring people together and there's family and there's friends and frivolity and it's a big moment in life. And yet for a lot of brides and a lot of grooms, weddings in the last year have not gone according to plan. Funerals. Funerals are supposed to be a celebration of life where we gather together and we remember someone and we tell stories and we appreciate them. But funerals too have been different in the last year. Even giving birth, if you were to have a child in this year, you can meet young moms and dads in our own midst, and they will tell you that, yes, it's been radically different this year, as they've had to navigate things largely alone. Giving birth to a child, if you're a grandparent right now, you don't get to run into the room right after baby's here and hold your grandchild. You have to wait. You have to be patient. This has caused difficulty for us in 2020 because those moments of joy and moments of celebration are meant to be shared. They're meant to be shared with those that we love, those that we care about. Simply put, life is better together as a whole with the people we love, the people that we enjoy. It's better shared together. And yet, 2020, it's been hard to be together. There's something missing when we even have good things happen and we can't share it with the people that we love. 
Let me give you a simple example of how this plays out in life. Uh, my wife blesses me in a big way. Every year she allows me to go off and get lost in the woods on my own. I get to go have like two, three days where I get to go play. I get to go kayak or I get to go canoe or here's me backpacking. I'm a little nervous at this point in time because that bridge is really janky. It's like sideways. But the point is I get to go out and I get to go have a little bit of fun all by myself. And not too long ago I got a chance to go on a backpacking trip where I covered 40, 50 miles up on Lake Superior. Lake Superior is gorgeous. Have you guys ever been up there before? It's spectacular. It's absolutely stunning. Here are a few of the pictures that help give you a sense of the sights and the sounds and the smells that went along with my time up there. There were moments where I was just sitting there and enjoying and soaking it in. It was so wonderful to be there. In fact, there was one point where I was seated on a cliff overlooking Lake Superior. The evening sun was coming down, and it was sunset over Lake Superior with the waves crashing, and there's the sounds moving, and it was spectacular. And I was filled with gratitude. In that moment, as I looked out over the horizon and as I enjoyed the gift of this moment, I said and I prayed, God, thank you. This is awesome. Thank you, God, for this moment, for your creation. Now, as much as I was there and as much as I was enjoying that moment, I realized even then, as I sat there giving thanks to God, there was something missing. Simply put, I wanted to share the moment. I was all alone. And so when I got back home, I came back home and I showed my wife my pictures and I shared with her all these wonderful stories of what it was like and I tried to convey to her how meaningful and how special and how great it was so that she too could participate in what it was like to get a sense of this incredible creation we've been blessed with. But I still wasn't done yet. It still didn't quite do it for me. And so what I did is I called a bunch of friends up. I called some college buddies that I go backpacking with. And I said, guys, I got the next trip for us. And so we got it on the calendar. Two years later, they flew in from all over the country. And we ended up backpacking the exact same miles, the exact same trail, overlooking Lake Superior. And it was fabulous. What made it so great, though, wasn't simply revisiting stunning sights. It was sharing those sights with others. Just as there was one moment where I was alone looking out over the waves, there was a moment where we were together, this group of good friends. And as we were there together, one of my friends spoke up. The sun is going down. The waves are crashing. We're overlooking it all. He spoke up and he said, wow, God is so good. Creation is so amazing. Thank you, God. This is awesome. Creation is beautiful. And he echoed the same spirit that I had had two years prior. And in that moment, I, myself, standing next to him, was filled with joy and thanksgiving. We got to share the joy together. We got to give thanks together. Giving thanks is best when we give it together. When we give it alongside and with those that we love and care for and enjoy. You know this, Thanksgiving Day. We already said this is coming up, is it not? And historically, what do you do on Thanksgiving Day? You get together, right? 
with family, with friends, with those that you love, and you gather together around a table, around the big turkey, and you have family traditions, and you impart stories, and you look back at the year, and you give thanks together. Why? Because giving thanks is best when it's given together. And that's because life, life is better together. As a side note, not only do we know this ourselves as Christian people, but even the secular world knows and understands this. Did you know that Zoom is offering free and unlimited connections on Thanksgiving Day? Why? Because they know life's better together. Thanksgiving Day is better connected together. Giving thanks is best done when given together. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been sharing with you an ongoing story as well of a gentleman and a pastor who continue to get together. The gentleman has had a difficult year, just like many of us, a lot of problems and a lot of issues. And as he keeps getting together with the pastor, he keeps unloading all of his frustrations. What I didn't tell you is that a long time went by before the pastor heard from him again. A big period of weeks and, in fact, months transpired before the gentleman once again reached out to the pastor. The pastor assumed it would be getting together again and having another time of heartfelt sharing of difficulty. But this time, when the pastor and he spoke, the pastor listened on the phone, the gentleman sounded different. Chipper, happy. So when they got together, the pastor was thrilled because the gentleman, for the very first time, had a different attitude and a different heart. You see, he had begun to do some of the practices. He had been paying attention to what got his attention. He had started coming to church. He had even cracked open his Bible and started reading and engaging with the biblical story again. And he had found over the weeks and the months that his heart had begun to change and begin to turn. And for the first time in a very long time, he was grateful. He was glad to be alive. And he began to share stories. Stories of how he had seen God at work. Stories of how he had seen in the past couple months God change him and use him and be close to him. This time, as the pastor sat there, there was jokes, and there was laughter, and there was celebration. And ultimately, they gave thanks together. They gave thanks for what God had done, was doing, and was continuing to do in the man's life as they shared stories of their good God. They sat there giving thanks who God was together. This, in fact, actually does bring us to our next discipline. If you want to grow in the practice of giving thanks, do it with others. Do it by telling good stories to people who will listen so as to inspire them and invite them to give thanks with you. This is just for non-Christians. This is good for anybody. Telling good stories, that's what you do on Thanksgiving Day, isn't it? But if you're a Christian, don't just tell good stories, tell God stories. As you gather together to give thanks, tell other people what God's done in your life. Even in 2020, 
tells stories of how God's been there, how God has provided, how God has been close, encouraging you, strengthening you, hearing you. And by virtue of sharing and telling your stories, you will invite and encourage and inspire the people that you are seated beside to also give thanks, to give praise to God. That practice, this practice of telling stories in order to move people towards thanksgiving is not new. In fact, no surprise, the Psalms lead the way. We've been looking at a number of different Psalms over these last couple weeks, and I've got another Psalm for you this morning. Psalm 105 reads like this. It says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he's done. Sing to him, yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. The psalmist will then go on for another 45 verses to tell stories, God's stories. He starts to tell people about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, famous, famous guys from the early part of God's story. And then he tells the story of Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Do you guys know that one? It's in this psalm. Then he goes on to tell the story of the Prince of Egypt. Maybe you saw that movie with the story of the Exodus and Moses and the deliverance that came as God intervened, the miracles and the wonders that God accomplished as he delivered people from bondage and slavery. It's, it's fabulous. The psalmist just bubbles over with story after story of what God has done and in and through his people. And it just bubbles over with gratitude and thanksgiving that God would continue to work. He's, he's so long-winded that he can't limit himself to just one psalm. In fact, he spills over into Psalm 106. They're meant to be a pair. Psalm 106 picks up where Psalm 105 leaves off because he's got more to say. It starts like this. Praise the Lord and give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Who can list the glorious miracles of the Lord? Who can ever praise him enough? Who can ever capture all the wonderful, incredible ways that God has been at work? That attitude and that heart, the heart of the psalmist to share with people what God has done, to give thanks to God, was passed down from generation to generation of faithful, godly people, all the way to the time of Jesus. And it's a good thing. The urgency and the care with which one now brings forward the stories of old is captured in the person of Jesus. Jesus' 12 disciples would echo and, and embrace the same habit of telling stories. Except they would start to tell the stories about when Jesus walked on water and when Jesus healed the sick and how Jesus was killed and crucified, buried in a tomb, and yet three days later, rose from the grave. And the disciples would truly take the psalmist for the psalmist's word and let the whole world know that Jesus Christ is alive and well, and working. And the disciples would invite the whole world to join in giving their thanks and praise. They would hand on the stories all the way down to here and now, to us, to you. 
they would invite you to give thanks even in 2020 for who God is and what God has done and inspire and encourage and empower you to now go and tell others so that more and more people could share in the joy and celebration. Earlier this week, I had the privilege of sitting with one of our sisters in faith as she went before us into life eternal. She died. I went and I got to sit with her and visit with her and her husband in the dying process. I got to hold her hands as she was slipping away. In one hand, I held her hand, and in my other hand, I held the hand of her husband. Sixty-eight years and ten months they were married. And I held their hands, and we cried, and we prayed, and we told stories. We told stories of how they met. We told stories of raising children. We told stories of their faith, what it was like to be God's people and to be part of Christ's church. We told stories of how Bethlehem experience first got started. Their legacy lives on through you now because this couple were the ones behind Bethlehem experience. We told stories of what it meant to be faithful and to have a faithful, loving God, even in the ups and downs of their lives. And in the end, we told the story of how Jesus, too, entered death and rose to life. And we can give thanks that he has promised to raise each one of us to life as well. In that sacred space together, we told stories and we gave thanks for the life that had been and in hopes and anticipation of the life to come. We gave thanks for the promise of resurrection. So, this week, as you gather with your family, as you gather with your friends, whether it's on-site and in-person or whether it's over Zoom, whether it's over turkey or ham or pizza, or whatever it is that you do on Thanksgiving Day, if you want to give thanks, tell some stories to each other. And not just good stories. Tell God stories. Tell stories of how God has been moving and working in your life. Tell God stories. Tell the greatest God story and remind each other of who Jesus is and the reasons that we have to have gratitude and give thanksgiving to Jesus every day. Tell the stories of God's love and grace and goodness in your own life and invite others alongside of you 
to give thanks. Give thanks together. We were always intended to give God glory and thanks together as we praise him and acknowledge who he is, what he's done, and what he has promised yet to do. That is my invitation and exhortation to you and your family as you approach Thanksgiving Day. I invite you to join me as we practice Thanksgiving together in the practice of prayer. Will you please join me in prayer? God, we give you thanks and we give you our praise. We acknowledge you, we worship you, we exalt you. And most importantly, we revisit the story of what it is to be claimed as your people. We tell the story again as your people of how Christ came into this world to be among us, to love us and cherish us. He would die for us. And for this, we give you our thanksgiving. And yet he wasn't even done then. He rose to life. And by raising, being raised to life, he in turn now promises to raise each one of us that he has promised each one of us love and grace and forgiveness and life. And for that, we give you our thanks, we give you our praise, and we worship you this morning and every morning. We celebrate together. We celebrate as your people who you are, what you have done, and what you continue to do. As we walk into this coming week, as we anticipate gathering with family and with friends, as we Zoom with one another or share turkey with one another, grant us boldness. Grant us encouragement. Grant us a voice that would speak and tell stories of your provision and love and grace, even in the midst of 2020, even in the midst of challenge, even in the midst of what we've had to face in this past year. Grant us stories to share that move us and those around us to give thanks to you. Lord, may the practice of giving thanks that we begin this day carry forward into the rest of our week as we continue to tell the stories of how you love us and care for us, your people. Heavenly Father, grant us the boldness to bring those stories into more and more hearts particularly into the hearts of those not here, that they too could join us in the great thanksgiving. We worship you. We praise you. And we give you our thanks this morning, God. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.